0: Hello and welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Manning II here. Uh, appreciate you spending time with us. If you're doing that through the airwaves, that's of course C19 TV. And if you're looking it up online and watching this video, that's C19.tv. And if you're listening to the podcast, that is uh, WGWG.org. Really good to see you. Glad you're joining us. A lot to talk about today. Uh, Thomas Manning uh, is back with us. Thomas, good to see you, man. Uh, You've got a lot to to fill us in on this week. A lot of things happening. Uh, and Les Grossman uh, is over here. Les Grossman, <laughs> really good to see you. He is the uh, studio exec, the Hollywood Studio exec who brought the world Tropic Thunder when we thought it just never would happen. So
1: I'm smiling even though that's an insult, because <laughs> I know what the guy looks like. And what his personality is like. Oh my god. So we're, we're thanks glad. Noel, good well, to be here.
0: Yeah, good, good to see you, Greg Tillman over there, of course. And uh, Tim Foster back on the Tim Cam, I, I think you don't have any help today, yeah. do you, man? No. Yeah, you don't need them. Is that what you're saying? You don't need them. You just need Elvis. You just need to rub his little belly, and you're happy. It's like, he does it.
1: just you know, like Simon says. I thought that was a little disturbing. No, I, yeah, I thought so too.
2: <laughs>
0: Might have to censor that, that like Aren't
1: you supposed to rub Bootha's yeah, belly I for good so. luck or something but like
0: that? But that's Elvis Knownsley. I hmm. guess it does the same thing. <laughs> Well,
1: uh, now you've just you've just irritated all the Buddhists that are watching no, us right now. No, that was you. That was you, man. <laughs> you said they're all the same. No. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. No. You misinterpreted, man. You uh, misinterpreted. I'll go back and play the tape. <laughs> well, let's know. move
0: on. Yeah. Uh, to uh, this is this is not anything to really laugh about. Um, but there were a couple of Hollywood deaths uh, who are now uh, no longer going to be on the big screen or, or the small screen, except uh, looking at their uh, past work. And I tell you a lot of amazing work uh for these two uh robert conrad uh when i when i grew up uh, one show i stuck with and just kept coming back to besides gilligan uh gilligan's island and it was the wild wild west oh yeah i was a huge fan of the wild wild west And, and, and conrad was just he was james bond in a western. I mean, right. that's basically what it was, and I just love the show. I love the sidekick, Artemis Gordon,
1: right. uh,
0: who was the master of disguise. And, uh, of course, he went on to do Baba Blacksheet mm-hmm. and uh, did Centennial, um, and he's done quite a few other things. But right. he also had this uh, commercial, the Duracell commercial. Oh, yeah, I forgot Where it was about like, hey, I dare you to knock way this way off my way. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this and, is but but he was
0: really, a tough guy. Really always loved Robert Conrad, uh, and he was also, radio, he started out as a, a singer, alarm. and he also was a stuntman. And that was one of the things that Brad Pitt talked about: is we, you know, we don't give the stunt people credit that we need to. Right. And I think, uh, you know, I would love to see uh, an award for, for the for the stuntmen out there uh, for the Oscars. But uh, Robert Conrad uh, passed away at 84, and at 103, Kirk Douglas uh, talk about a legend. And we are going to be doing a uh, Kirk Douglas Take Five. In the not too distant future, but, uh, but you know, one of the last of the golden age of Hollywood uh, remaining. I mean, I don't, I don't maybe have, the last, maybe the last. Um, it's, uh, it's Olivia r- De
1: Havilland. She's oh, absolutely,
0: yeah, she's still around. Yeah. But wow, uh, Kirk Douglas, and he could do it all. And uh, I, I will say that one of my, probably one of his least seen films. That I still one of my favorite parodies. It's called The Villain, had Anne margaret and uh, Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger <laughs> You remember that, in it. too? Yes. That was not a big hit. No, Late it wasn't. 70s. Uh, Arnold, I thought it was hilarious. Oh,
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it uh, before he was really making it yeah. big. And uh, it was really, if you think about the Roadrunner and Coyote. In real life. It was a, it was a Looney Tunes yeah, Looney version Looney of that in the Wild yeah. West. But uh, Kirk Douglas, uh, sorry to see you go, but, man, 103 years old, wow. <laughs> incredible. Uh, incredible. Uh, Non-Viewer Mail, Thomas, uh, I'm going to get you to help me out with this non-Viewer Mail. Right. Uh, dear Meet Me of the Movies crew, since Birds of Prey is a spin-off spinoff uh, of The Suicide Squad, should I watch The Suicide Squad first? Uh, this comes from a DC movie fan in Lattimore, North Carolina. Yeah. So, Thomas, give me your take. Uh, sh- you will answer this question. Yeah,
2: first. yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say no, and I <laughs> will avoid Suicide Squad at all costs. Uh, there is... The story actually does continue in Birds of Prey, but there is a two-minute animated intro in Birds of Prey with narration from Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and she catches you up on basically everything you missed in Suicide Squad. Um, so really, <laughs> really interesting idea. and yeah. meta way of opening up the movie and um, just perfectly sets the tone for what we got with the rest of Birds of Prey.
0: Yeah, and the Suicide Squad, Thomas and I, the uh, night before we went to see
2: yeah, Birds yeah. of Prey,
0: we watched the director's cut. We did. We should not have watched the director's cut
2: of Suicide Squad. Unless it had like 20 minutes less.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, or yeah. that
2: wouldn't have even helped anything. The yeah,
0: Suicide Squad <laughs> D. Plus, oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah. Uh, for the director's yeah. cut
1: of that. It's because Zack Snyder's fingerprints are on <laughs> well, it. Well, no, I, I think he, no. he produced
3: it, he but da- he produced da- it. David
2: Ayer was the writer and director, which Ayer's yeah, done a lot of good stuff in the past. Uh, End of Watch with Jill yeah. and Hall and Michael Pena. Yeah. He also did a Fury. With Shia LaBeouf, right. But this one, he—I heard that he wrote the script for this in six weeks,
1: <laughs> and um,
2: that yeah. after the first trailer, you know, the trailers for this film were fantastic. Yeah, we loved them. Yeah. But uh, after the first trailer came out, the um, the producers wanted the editing company that cut the trailer to go back and cut the entire movie, yep. and they hey, went back and also did reshoots. Reshoots and. You can tell it's just an yes. absolute mess from it is starting a mess. to finish. Okay,
1: you said Zack Snyder was one of the producers, and now you're blaming the failure of Suicide Squad on the producers. There's my <laughs> point I'm trying to prove. Well,
0: well and, and they, when they tried to go back in and add humor to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 45 they, minutes into the movie, it hadn't really even got started because they were doing yeah. so much backstory yeah, of it. Yeah, Now, this, of course, is the director's cut, but to answer your question, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, non-viewer, don't, don't watch, watch, suicide, don't watch squad. suicide
2: Squad. But Under Birds any
1: circumstances, prey. right? Well, I'm sorry? Under any circumstances? No, no, it really was a waste of our time.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, honestly. I mean, it really, really I was. I mean, I hate and to say tried. that about any movie, but yeah. yeah.
1: So how's Birds of Prey?
2: Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, well, definitely a step in the right direction. It, I think it is everything that Suicide Squad wanted to be, yeah. but in a much more coherent fashion. Um, everything feels much more natural and authentic. There's just so much charisma throughout the entire film. Uh, starts with the cast, of course, uh, led by Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, everybody knows that Margot Robbie is absolutely fantastic and wonderful in everything she does. Yeah, and, and Obi-Wan and,
0: Kenobi's in yeah, this,
2: too. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. shows up. of Guinness? Afraid.
0: <laughs> no, the younger one.
2: You and McGregor. And he is over the top. Oh, my goodness, he is, yeah, black but mask. Works. Yeah. it
0: and, and this movie knows what it wants to be. Yeah, yeah and it breaks the fourth wall a mm-hmm. couple of times yeah. Yeah. Um, it has fun but it, and it doesn't take itself too seriously and there are so many things that are over the top yeah but it really works yeah. in this movie
2: yeah speaking of over the top the action you got to look at that so actually chad stahelski the director of john wick 3 and also uh, keanu reeves stunt double back on the matrix franchise he uh-huh. assisted with supervision of the action sequences in here. So you can definitely see some John Wick influence there. The choreography is just outstanding. The way they use the set pieces and the way they use the environment and the resources, it's much more tactical compared to Suicide Squad, which was just a bunch of gunfire and explosions and faceless villains.
0: Well, when we watched Suicide Squad, we were, the director's cut, the action sequences felt like a, a Michael Bay bad Transformers film. Yeah, yeah. It was just noise. This the choreography, the fight yeah. choreography was amazing, and there were several different set oh, pieces, yeah. action wow. scenes, yeah. and all oh, of right. them were unique no, yeah. to what was going on within that setting, and it and it really really, yeah. really worked. Um, there was a, a, a fight, a shootout in a police station, um, yeah. with and
2: glitter and <laughs> beanbag guns, yeah
0: that was amazing, and um, I just really appreciated yeah. the fight
2: choreography yeah. of this. you had a uh, massive fight in a fun house at a circus, basically,
1: with malice. You can see that every October across <laughs> the street at the fair. Across the street, at the Cleveland County yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have to pay for that. Oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah, but you can just tell everybody on this cast and crew had an absolute blast making this movie. And this yeah. really
0: was, it was an origin story, yeah. and, and one of the issues I have with it is it really wasn't a Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Birds of Prey origin story, so you really didn't get to see the Birds of Prey together until the last 15 minutes, maybe? Yeah, yeah.
2: Like Harley Quinn was the subtitle, but I would have said, yeah, you should have reversed it and have the Birds of Prey as the subtitle. Yeah, and it really
0: was her story of of, she broke up with the Joker, and she was trying to find out, okay, do I have a life after the Joker? You know, do I exist? Aside from him, or am I going to be forever connected to him without being able to do my own thing? You got a question?
1: I, I can only figure out that my point of being on the show is the everyman, the average guy. And trust me, I'm average in every way <laughs> to ask the questions that maybe people don't know. And I don't know what, who, what are the birds of prey? Is that a gang? Because uh, I don't want, I, Mad Magazine is close as I got yeah. to comic books yep. when I was a kid. Uh, well, it's
2: like a team of antihero um Vil- well, not villains, but anti-heroes. Uh, all females. You have like what Huntress, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's fantastic in yep. this also. Um, and then Black Canary and a handful of others. Yeah, and, and the Birds of Prey comics yeah. are different than,
0: than what you actually see uh, on this and film. So I so mean, enough. they've they taken some liberties, but yeah, and they're all it's an all female um, team. Yeah, yeah. An anti-hero, I think, yeah. is perfect because you also have a cop who is kind of uh, disgruntled with what's going on and, and making some decisions. Uh, there was a TV show several years ago, The CW. Well, it wasn't The CW then. I'm trying to think which network did it. The WB? It may have been The WB, um, but, but they had a Birds of Prey series. And in that, Barbara Gordon, who had been basically um, paralyzed by the Joker, was one of the lead members of that. And so she's in a wheelchair and she's kind of leading the team. Um, but anyway, the birds are playing, playing this one, one. You don't night, see Barbara Gordon. But you do see someone that in the comics Joker becomes
3: that one was oh. taken not So on the uh, anyway, even
0: if you're not a comic fan, if you like action, um, if you like fantasy, if you like things that are kind of over the top, uh, if, you, if you're a comic fan, you're probably going to appreciate it even more. Yeah. But you don't have to be a comic fan to enjoy it. Uh, very much a... a empowering film for women yeah yeah but um i thoroughly enjoyed this mm-hmm. as well for sure uh, on a, mo- a lot of different levels
2: yeah um and people were saying it's underperforming in the box office it made like 81 million worldwide this weekend with projections of 110 million but when you look at its production budget of 84 million it's almost already made its money back and uh when you think of an r-rated female-led superhero film that's not what you you don't usually get that and uh People don't usually know how to respond to that kind of thing, yeah. but I think it's, it's definitely going to profit. And uh, I'd so. love to see more from this team I, in the future.
0: I think, we'll see, I think we'll see a sequel to this. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I would love to. I, I, uh, Margot Robbie's got, um, got money behind this as well. She was one of the producers. She really brought this film mm-hmm. uh, to the screen and she championed this film. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a perfect film yeah. by any means. Uh, but it's a good film. Uh, It is R-rated, so I want to make sure I mention this. This is not a young kid's comic book film. Uh, It's the Joker. Don't take little Bobby. I'm sorry? Don't
1: take little Bobby. Don't take
0: little Bobby or little Johnny. Or Cindy. Um, But uh, but little Quentin, he might appreciate it. (laughs) So I don't know. know, It it is
1: nice to see uh, females uh, leading the pack for once in action pictures. Uh, I mean, you've got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. You've got uh, Brie Larson. Uh, yeah. as Captain Marvel now yeah. this.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing more of that, and I'm happy to see more of yeah. that happening. So, for me, uh, a solid B rating uh, for this film. Uh, I was kind of torn between a B and a B+, but I've settled on a B, yep. uh, but a really, really good film.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you at a B. Um, there were a few problems that I had with the way they structured the narrative. They were trying to do something really different, and it worked for most of the time, but there were a few moments where I was like, all right, they stretched their, themselves a little bit too thin here. But overall, very pleased with it.
0: Yeah, there were a couple times the pacing um, felt a little forced. Yeah. But really, just a few times, it, it didn't take me out of the film, and, uh, and I did enjoy it. A question did, did come up to Thomas on his Twitter feed. Is there a post credit scene?
2: Uh, well, there's a post-credits gag, I guess. But it's not really a scene that has any uh, impact on anything later that you'll see in the DCEU.
0: But as always, stay through the credits because
2: you should. Yeah, support the people who were behind the scenes and made this film.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, Thanks for for sharing that, Thomas. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk about the Oscars uh, and uh, some of our thoughts as it relates to that and and maybe even uh, throw out a film or two that uh, did not do so well during awards season that should have gotten a little more love according to me and or thomas and or greg and or tim uh on the tim Camp. uh so we can take a break uh, intermission right here on meet me in the movies hang around
3: Paul Prudhomme once said you don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Well, on Cleveland County Kitchen, we don't have a silver fork, but we sure do serve up lots of good food. Hi, I'm Deborah Blanton. I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Each month we offer a complete farm-to-table experience. We visit local growers, we learn about nutrition, and wrap things up with wonderful meals prepared by our guest chefs. It's a lot of fun! I hope you'll join me for the next Cleveland County Kitchen. Listen up! Do you have a passion for cooking, a desire to learn more about the craft of professional food preparation? If so, now's a great time to check out Cleveland Community College's brand new Culinary Arts Academy. This exciting three-month program offers hands-on training for jobs in the food service industry. Across the nation, food service is one of the fastest-growing industries. With your training at CCC's Culinary Arts Academy, you can compete for jobs in hotels, restaurants, conference centers, cruise ships, and other settings. Enroll in CCC's program, and you'll gain in-depth training in food procedures, preparation, and commercial kitchen operations. Plus, the program includes a special add-on. You'll get your certificate in cardiopulmonary resuscitation or CPR training you can earn good money too depending on where you work starting salaries range from twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollars in just twelve weeks you can be well on your way to gaining the know-how to handle food safely properly as a true professional now ask yourself are you ready to start your journey today at CCC
1: someone once said that without music life would be a mistake and that's how we feel here on Face the Music. Hi, I'm Summer castle and I'd love for you to join me each month on our new program, Face the Music, which airs on C19TV and C19.TV. Each month, we'll highlight the talents, personalities, and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers, songwriters, and musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music
3: right here on C19. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star
0: out of me. Welcome back to Fantasy Island. Welcome back to <laughs> Me Me at the Movies. This is I not, wish. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Fantasy Island, but the movie is coming out in a few weeks. Uh, well, maybe next week. I don't know. It's coming out soon. soon. It's a Blumhouse film, and we are going to talk about that when it comes back. Out. Yeah. Okay.
1: We're off to a good start, aren't we? Yes, we are. Welcome back to
0: Meet Me in the Movies. Noel T. here with Thomas Manning, Greg Tillman uh, over there beside camera one, and Tim Foster back on the Tim Cam. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars, uh, just a little bit, um, just some things that stood out to us. Last week, we talked about some standouts for award season nominees, and I think everything we talked about got a little bit of love, or at least, uh, yeah, it did. I think everything we talked about got, got some wins. So, Thomas, what were your key standout moments uh, for this uh, for this Oscars? The 90,000th. 90, 90, yeah. uh, 92nd, 92nd, I think. 92nd. Yeah. Thank you, 92nd.
2: Well, of course, you have to go with the dominance of Parasite. It walked away with four awards, I think, most of the night. Yeah. Uh, original screenplay, Best Director for Bong Joon-ho, Best Picture, and Best Foreign Language Film. But international be- film, no. Oh, international <laughs> film. But, but Best Picture, of course, is the, the kicker yeah. because first international film ever to win. Uh, Last year we thought it might happen with Roma and Alfonso Cuaron, but uh, this year Parasite finally made it, and I think they made the right call because it truly is the best film of the year. It's the one that blew me away the most. Uh,
0: What I love about Parasite, and that's the standout for me, is that winning four films, we've um, we've had foreign language Oscars nominated before, and there's always been this, I think, feeling with the Academy voters that, well, well, we'll award it in the international category, yeah. but yeah. let's stick to the domestic right. films for the best film of the year. Yeah. But to me, I think we should be so far beyond foreign language or international languages. Yeah. I think we should look at what is the best mm. film that was released in domestic theaters in the US. Yeah. If, that's the ca- if that's what it is, if it's released in the US, a certain number of theaters, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's an international yeah. Yeah. film. Yeah. It doesn't matter, yeah. because if you really think Everybody about it, films from the UK are international mm-hmm. films. Like 1917. Like 1917. Yeah. So that's an international yeah. film. So uh, I was really happy to see Parasite win. I remember back in October when I was talking to um, a film critic friend of mine who is from Canada, who got to see all of these films early at the Toronto International Film Festival, I said, OK, what should I see? What, what stood out to you at TIFF? And that's Toronto International Film Festival. He said two films. He said, Parasite and Marriage Story. He said, those are two films that really stood out for different reasons. And he said, check out both of those if you don't check out anything else. And he was absolutely right. And as we saw with those that were getting nominated, Parasite, uh, and even award season, Parasite dominated during award season, and uh, rightfully so. And I was really happy to see history being made yeah. this year It's with the same
1: that. show, so many people won't see it because of the subtitles.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Gail King, who is from CBS, uh, CBS News, I saw her on the day after the, uh, the Oscars were announced, and she said, you know, it's just so hard for me to watch uh, films that have subtitles. She said, but three minutes in, I forgot I was reading subtitles. Right. And, and my response to that is, don't worry about the subtitles. How many times do you sit in a living room or a den, or on your laptop, and you're multitasking, reading other things while you're also engaging in a film. Yeah. This is just now asking you to engage in the film
1: put alone. The, put the phone down. Put the phone down. And read the screen, not your phone.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it is a film, and I've been I've been loving this film ever since I, you and I saw it back in... November, November? maybe? November? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. I cannot recommend it enough yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and it is a film that breaks all the barriers you can imagine. Uh, it doesn't matter what the language is. It doesn't matter what your social climate is, what your political climate is, that you feel what, what's within you. I think it speaks to all of those things. Yeah, and more. yeah. What, what, uh, what stood out to you uh, for this year's Oscars?
1: The fact that no one really dominated, yeah. frankly. Like yeah. you said, you, it was spread out relatively evenly. Yeah. Your buddies, Quentin Tarantino, you guys are vacationing, like, down <laughs> oh, in the yeah, Turks yeah. or something this year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good about. pals with them. Uh, but uh, he took on what? Two, He got three? two, yeah. yeah.
2: Brad Pitt and then Best Production Design.
1: Right. So and the same that, that, with 1917, mainly technical awards, I guess. Right, but, but yeah. boy, those were earned. Yeah, Joker, Joker
0: got two. Um, no, Ford versus Ferrari got two yeah. awards as well. Uh, and, yeah, once upon a time. So, I mean, there were... Uh, yeah, it was spread out,
2: which was really fascinating. The Irishman, not a single one, though. Yeah, you With yeah, ten you're nominations. Right. You're yeah. right about that. Yeah. Same and thing yeah. happened with Gangs of New York back in 2002. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what I was most disappointed about? I know the momentum was with Brad Pitt, and he hadn't won an acting award, right? Just a producing award, right. I think. Right, But I would have loved to have seen Tom Hanks take another one home for, for, for his part in Mr. Rogers, because that was such a tricky it's, role to play. It was, it in, was. In lesser hands, it could have been such a caricature or cheesy or yeah. Yeah. funny even oh. unintentionally he Hold rose leave. to the occasion on that and made that uh, something special I think.
0: To me it still shows the quality of what Tom Hanks is able to do even in a supporting role yeah. that he is still good no matter what he chooses. But again in
1: lesser hands that would Yeah. Absolutely
0: I, I completely agree and I think I think we will see him before it's all As much as I River. enjoyed
1: Brad Pitt, yeah, in, in that film. Well, you yeah.
0: know, and and I, you know, Brad Pitt was not really—he uh, was my prediction, but not really yeah. my vote.
1: Yeah. Who was? Um, Out of curiosity, my,
0: I've got to pull that up. Uh, my vote for best supporting would have been Joe Pesci. Um, I, I really think yeah, Joe Pesci good. and *The yeah, Irishman* just just did so much um, with that particular um, with that particular role. Such even. a subtle, so many different Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a complete. Uh, 180 on what Joe Pesci usually does with his roles but with Brad Pitt that's he was just playing Brad Pitt basically yeah which I mean I really enjoyed his performance but I think Pesci was more deserving
0: yeah and I think this may have been one of those times that um you know Brad Pitt has been nominated before uh I mean you think Curious Case of Benjamin Button uh, a film that was just incredible that he did and could have won for
1: it was his time
0: it was his time and sometimes that happens. Uh, Laura Dern, uh, really happy to see her win. And you know, the the acting roles. If you look at award season and you look at all of the different award circuits, there were no surprises. Um, you know, as far as who won, uh, that was nominated for the Oscar because they were winning throughout. Renee Zellweger. I mean, he picked up all of them across the board. Uh, didn't did not expect that not to happen. Uh, Phoenix. Uh, winning for a Joker, that was pretty much, I think, a given. Uh, to me, the acting awards—if they had not the ones who had had, had won, the ones who won—if they had not won, <laughs> let me get it out—I would have been surprised. That would have been a surprise yeah, yeah. for me. Uh, any other quick thoughts before we dive in? You're good.
2: Uh, I wish Adam Driver had pulled out Best Actor upset, yeah. but uh, I'm not surprised yeah. with. The way Joaquin has been sweeping everything else. Yeah. So.
0: Um, there were two films that did not do well during award season that I think should have. Um, Ad Astra and Rocketman are yeah. two films that I would have loved to have seen more love, not just the Oscars, but throughout award season. Did Rocketman just,
1: just win the, the one award last yep. night? I think it did, didn't that it? That
0: was the only nomination. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The only nomination? Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it won for. Uh, so now we've got uh, Elton John that's got uh, what, all the big awards. He's got a, an Emmy, a Grammy, a. Uh, Tony? So Tony? Tony, I think, yeah. as well, for,
1: for stage. There are very few that win all yeah. four of the big yeah. ones. Yeah,
0: and, and I'm probably wrong, so uh, viewers out there, let me know if I am. Uh, there is a, you know, getting into the whole Hollywood mindset, one of the things that I love to do is to look, a, look at movies about movies. And we saw quite a few of those nominated this year, but when I want to go back to the vault. Uh, Thomas had never seen a film called Tropic Thunder. And I was like, I've been telling him, you gotta watch, you gotta watch, you gotta watch it, and you
2: finally did. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, There there, was—it's one of the most hilarious movies, (laughs) just gut-busting laughter the entire time through. Um, Extremely meta um, movie within a movie, but then it turns out to be an actual real thing within the documentary within the movie there's so many layers to this it's just so absolutely over the top and insane Ben um, Stiller directed yeah, yeah. produced the fact that Robert Downey
1: Jr got away with that part oh and, i know uh, yeah. Well, it's I actually, talking, yeah, yeah you could you couldn't do it today yeah
2: but it was actually. well, you shouldn't have been able
1: to do it then. Well,
2: yeah, but it was the way it was used, it was used as a scathing commentary on the sy- systemic racism within Hollywood. Absolutely. And how African Americans have been exploited by white people over the generations, e- and even still today within Hollywood. So yeah, in and the and same
1: and way St- B- Spike Lee did with Bamboozled. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, it's been, it's been a while since I've seen Tropic Thunder, yeah. and it is it was just as funny. Watching it, and I've probably watched it five yeah. or six times, it's still as funny. Yeah. Nick Nolte's in this. I mean, the cast is amazing. Yeah. J.B. Rochelle is in this. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole Jack list. Black. <laughs> Jack Black is yeah. in this. Uh, but it, is, it takes on the stereotypes of, of really every type of thing you would see in Hollywood. Yeah. The big studio exec, it's all about the money. You've got the big action star, you've got the big Oscar winner, um, then you've got uh, then you've got just the, the people behind the scenes, the director who, who gets called upon to do this, who has no clue what he's doing.
2: Which was uh, Coogan. Yes, yeah, yeah, Steve Coogan yeah, yeah. was
0: that. And, uh, but there are so many scenes that you just find yourself laughing and you can't believe that they're getting away with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. but, but it works. It's a, it's the people a they're making fun of gave them the money to make the movie. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, s- still a solid A-plus for me. Yeah. All these years later, it's still so, so good. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: well, I was actually going to give it an A-minus because uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a bit more of a snob than you are. I, I mean, uh, well, because it wasn't trying to be an art house A-plus movie. Yeah. But uh, still, as far as um, experience, watching it, A-plus experience for sure. So, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. A-plus still for me, A-minus for Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm a snob. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> uh,
1: Tropic Thunder so uh, is that uh, your favorite your... movie about movies?
0: Uh, no. no, we're going to do a, a take five on that in mm-hmm. the in the coming uh, coming years. But in the coming years, yeah, we think like this show's going to be on that long. <laughs> if you do have, uh, if you do have emails, what? send us an email, info at c19.tv if you want to. Please reach out to us. Uh, we are wrapping up the show. I uh, want to give you a movie quote of the week. And this does come from Tropic Thunder's uh, Les Grossman. This is probably one of the only lines that I can say without bleep, getting bleeped out. Uh, you know, the universe is talking to us right now. You just got to listen. So uh, until next time, for Thomas Manning, for Greg Tillman, and for Tim Foster and Elvis Normsley back on the Tim Cam, uh, I'm Noel T. Manning II. Uh, thanking you for watching uh, Meet Me the Movies for this week, and that is a wrap.